0: <laughs> the Fall Guy, only in theatres May 3rd. did PG-13.
1: Yeah, 6 o'clock for our Queensland listeners. Vanessa, thank you very much. So Parramatta v Melbourne to kick off season 2023. Joel Kane, uh, Mark Spud, Carroll, and the one and only Brett Camorley will be out of Combank for the call of this one right here on SEN. And Noddy's going to join us every Thursday morning to pick our way through uh, the round ahead. Good morning to you, Noddy.
0: Good morning, Matty. How are you, buddy?
1: Good, thanks. Good to catch up with you and and get your thoughts on round one and the season ahead. Can I start with this? Because I posed it to my listeners, so I'm going to pose it to you. When you look across round one, I see some tight games. So who do you reckon in round one has the win by the biggest margin? Has anyone jumped to mind?
0: No, no. I think the competition this year is the closest competition we've had for a long, long time. Um, The three or four top sides the last few years lost two or three or four a bit better players or higher players to middle tier or bottom tier. So, good luck in the tipping competition this year. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to be so inconsistent, and I don't believe there'll be a team that finishes way out in front, um, like we've seen with probably Penrith have done the last few years, and some and potentially Melbourne or or the Roosters or South in some regards earlier earlier from them.
1: How did you approach round one? How did you how did you get into the mindset when you were playing? Um, for the first game of the season?
0: Uh, my mindset, I think, was always, you know, you've worked really hard in the off-season, you're ready to go. The simpler you keep round one, the better you're going to be. I think the high completion rate, the field position, you're going to be a bit clunky, you're not going to be at your full groove, you're not, you have no match fitness. So I think it's very, very important that you don't try and think you're going to put all your set moves on and all your big structure. So um, that's sort of what I thought about it from a structural point of view. The one thing I also thought about when I was a player, and probably still think of it now, now I'm on the other side of the fence in some regards, commentating or a little bit of coaching, is that round one gives you belief that everything you've worked on over summer is correct. Because I've lost a few times I remember really badly in round ones or round twos, and then they start changing what you're trying to do. And then you're like, well, what have we just done the last three months? Like, do we not believe in that now? So I think it puts a bit of uncertainty into your team or, your structure, or it gives you full clarity of going, yeah, we're on the right page. Yep, yeah, these players are going to be good. Um, and especially for the clubs who have got new players, they're going to go, yeah, we're going to be okay on, on the recruitment decisions we've made.
1: And then I think about the Eels tonight, Noddy, and we heard from Clint Gutherson earlier, who, who kind of referenced the fact that 2022 is behind us. But when you go that close, do they have a different different mindset into round one? Do they want to make a statement and truly put a grand final loss behind them in the first week?
0: Well, the opposition they're playing, I don't think it's lost around one for 17 years or something, if that's correct. But uh, they've got a pretty good record, that Melbourne Storm Club for round one. Um, And obviously they will be well prepared and ready for it. The one thing I will say about Parramatta is, yes, they say you've got to lose one to win one. um, And they've been building for a number of years to get there. But when you lose potentially Reid, Marnie, Papa Lee, Kofusi, and now you've lost, um, you know, Bailey Simonson, Money Wings, it's not the same team or it's not a better team on losing last year's grand final. I don't think this team's as strong as last year's team. So all of a sudden they've come back two or three pegs because they've lost players. And then was that their premiership window last year? Did they build three or four years to get there and weren't able to achieve it and what happens is you lose key players. Now you restart.
1: We'll also be calling uh, tomorrow night the Warriors v Knights. And it's hard to get a read on these two teams as well. But when you look at the Newcastle Knights, there's going to be so much focus, only on on Caelan Ponga at number six, obviously captain, and now Jackson Hastings next to him at number seven. How different do you reckon the Newcastle Knights in particular will look in 2023?
0: Well, they got a genuine number seven. I'm a huge Jackson Hastings fan. I thought he was terrific for the West Tigers. I got some time with him at the end of last year. And um, genuine rugby league fanatic, um, loves the game, understands the game, plays the. I think he's a traditional number seven. Um, you know, and, and can steer you around. Kicking game will be good. Calum Ponga there just gets to relax and play what Calum Ponga wants to play, um, rather than actually having the manager side. So if you've got a freak or a running six, which is Calen Ponga, then you need a gen- genuine number seven game manager. So I think the balance of the halves at Newcastle is the best it's been for probably 10 years. I think that's a really, really good combination. Um, most time when sides have had successful campaigns, it starts with a, like at one, six, seven, nine and 13. Um, so obviously they, they've gone there. They've recruited Lockie Miller out of the Sharks. Um, he's going to play fullback for him. He's, he's, he's quick. Um, there's plenty of rumblings coming out of Newcastle, though. There's plenty of rumblings coming out of the Dragons, isn't there? There's a little bit of news and, and stuff that's happened over summer. So both these, cl- well, both these clubs, not these clubs, but the, the Dragons, but the Knights would want to start really well because the footsteps or the drums might be beating it with a bad performance for the first round.
1: When we think about differences, too, going into round one, I'll skip ahead to Saturday afternoon, and I think Manly v. Bulldogs, a lot of hype around the Seagulls after the preseason, and obviously a huge change in the coaching front and the assistant coaches, all that stuff. But when you look at their team going into this one, there aren't too many changes from 2022 through to 2023. Obviously, Cooper Johns will start at 5'8", no Kieran Foran. Plenty of changes also behind the scenes at the Bulldogs. But when you look at their team, there are some very, very key changes. And in particular, you look at Reed Marnie and Villiame Kickau. So uh, how do you think 2023 sits for both the Seagulls and the Bulldogs? Because we'll get a pretty good bird's eye view of them on Saturday afternoon.
0: Yeah, we will. I think it'll be exciting for both clubs. Both fan bases would probably be really excited leading into the competition. Um, Different reasons, obviously, change of direction at Manly. Um, They'll be waiting to see when Tom is available and when Tom back, because obviously that has a huge, um, huge understanding of him. And and Tom, does Tom play every week for 25 weeks? Because if Tom plays 25 rounds, Manly are going to be a top eight side. If Tom doesn't play 25 rounds, then it puts a lot of pressure back on, as you said, DCE to be the main star uh, and just work on the forward pack. So hopefully Tommy's you know, that hamstring is terrific. He's obviously you know, he's had a big campaign over summer. Um, I know he was a bit unhappy potentially when the coach changed, but obviously Mr. Seabold would have calmed him down and said, mate, you're a big part of this club. So Tom goes good there. There's plenty of excitement. If you're a Canterbury fan, um, top eight is in their grass. Um, they've bought, well, as you said, Reid Martin. is terrific. He was on the fringe of playing for Queensland. Kick out is just a strike left edge back rower who's big, strong and a freak. Um, so that'll be good. Burton's a quality player. Um, you know, Ryan Sutton, I think, is also a really strong forward for him. Um, so I think he's that each week tough middle forward. So they'll go, well, um, I'm not sure whether they'll make the eight, both these sides, but I think they'll be in and around that position six to position 10 type of combinations as there's not many key injuries to them. And for Canary, who have been rebuilt enormously from a couple of spoons, you go from 16th to normally finish about, 8th to 10th, and then you try and go from 8th to 10th to 5th to 8th, and then in, within three to four years, you've got to be competing for the flag. So that's probably where they're heading with the new coach in Cameron and And, um, you know, we know they've bought Crichton already for next year, and I suppose keep listening to who are the other targets they go on a poach through. And they we're here for to say so They've got plenty of money on their cap for 2024, and they'll spend wisely.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's more to come in that uh, department. Before I get your tips, just a, a final word overall on your general, your genuine expectations of the Dolphins. New team coming to the Premiership. They've got the Roosters first up, so it's going to be difficult. But your expectations this season of the Dolphins, mate?
0: Uh, they'll be competitive. You know, Wayne Bennett's a super coach. He's been around for a long, long time. Doesn't have a star-started roster like in the past at the Broncos when they first started. Um, and the success he had at the Dragons, but they'll be competitive. They've got probably a lack of depth, which will make it hard for them if they get some injuries. I would think the Dolphins will aim to be successful and be really competitive in two to three years for a top eight side. So, you know, if you are talking about who could have the biggest win for round one, you look at that and you go, potentially, um, you know, potentially the Roosters could have the biggest win, but I expect them to go and be competitive at Dolphins. I just don't know how many games they win this year.
1: All right, let's go through them. Tell me who wins uh, for round one tonight, Eels v. Storm. Storm. Storm, continue tomorrow, the winning streak uh, tomorrow night. Yeah. Over there in Wellington, Warriors v. Knights.
0: Yeah, I think the Warriors will get off the good start. They actually look really fit in their trial form, um, and a new coach has come out of the Penrith system, so that's got to be a couple of positives. positives.
1: Panthers against the Broncos.
0: Yeah, I think Penrith, Penrith, Penrith will win that one. Um, yeah, I think that might be the score. That might be the game that has the biggest scoreline in it with the points victory.
1: Yeah, could be. Could be. Saturday afternoon, Seagulls, Bulldogs. Yeah, I think
0: Manly win that one. Um, and I think they win in a close one.
1: I think that could, that has the potential to go to Golden Point. Well, let's see. Uh, Saturday, five thirty, Cowboys v Raiders in Townsville.
0: Yeah, well, the Raiders form in the trials. I can't say added any bit of excitement to me if I was a Canberra fan. So I think the Cowboys win, and uh, I would imagine it'll be pretty hot up there in, in in Townsville for the Canberra Raiders week one of the competition.
1: Hardest one, well, it could have been the hardest one to pick, but with no Nico Hines, I think you've got to go the Rabbitohs against the Sharks. Yeah, I think so,
0: yeah. As you said, Nico Hines plays, probably go Cronulla at home. Um, no Nico Hines, uh, South Sydney get off to a good start. Souths were great in the Charity Shield as well.
1: Yeah, and you've got the Roosters to beat the Dolphins. So what happens with the Tigers and the yeah. Titans, Noddy? Like heart on Sunday night. Oh, the
0: eighth wonder of the world, the full house there at the West Tigers. Drums will be beating. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, the Coruscant will be um, will be leading the West Tigers out and they'll get a victory.
1: Good on you, mate. Good calling tonight. Look forward to calling with you tomorrow night as well. And let's make this a regular chat. Appreciate your time this morning.
0: Thanks, Maddie. Have a great week.